Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 226. I'm your host today, David Palermo, and if you're on Instagram live right now, you're tuning in, you get to watch a stupid setup, and let's let it rip. So coming up, we got a lot of stuff. We got Mitch Morse and LaShawn McCoy to talk about today. Two things I've been wanting to talk about for a while. As always, brought to you by Punch Drunk Sports. Um, check out Punch Drunk Sports Podcast, punchdrunksports.com. And um, make it happen over there. It's the best sports podcast, not totally about sports. Just saying. So, welcome to Instagram Live. It's been a minute here, um, but Instagram's a fucking platform. That's it. It's finally tailored to me. It's doing things I wanted to do for like, I don't know, four or five years. Deacon and I were talking about doing a bunch of little clips, a bunch of, bunch of, bunch of whatever. Well... With the internet being limited at the stadium until about a couple of years ago, I haven't really had a chance to uh, make as much live content during the games that I used to have motivation for. So it's nice to be on Instagram Live. It's a good platform. If you want any little videos, pictures, quick news from me, get on Instagram. Numb Bills fan everywhere. Also brought to you by um, our artist. If you notice the artwork's all changed over, Rob Antonucci. Um, Rob, you're going to kill me, but I forgot your company name. I'm sorry. I love you, but get a hold of Rob, um, Antonucci, great dude, uh, Nooch Burger or AKA Nooch Designs, I believe. And, um, I can't tell you how thrilled I am to have a team with Numb Bills fan. We have a lot of things in the hopper. We have merch being designed right now, which would be pretty cool. Have a good friend, uh, helping out with that in the background, uh, to keep, more production towards podcasting and um, fun stuff. So one guy that is uh, for the Bill season here, let's just dive right into it. So um, as it's been well documented, I've been one of the first people to really call out the Bill's former offensive line coach, Juan Castillo, and this was after year one. Why? Let's review real quick. Year prior, we had um, Rex Ryan. Clearly, I was a Homer fan about it. I thought it was hilarious. Couldn't wait. I loved Doug Whaley because he was just bringing in talent. Bringing in talent. I bought into the positive, hey, it's not that bad, guys. There's nothing going on in the background, guys. Just let it go, guys. And you know what? I feel like when you're a fan, you go through these levels. It wasn't much time ago that Tommy Drive on the comment section here was paying me at 23 years old to pretty much take a shit and read Bill's comments on Buffalo Rumblings under the name Sketchy Dave. And I used to post all the time like some wild shit. Like, hey, you know, they got Marshawn Lynch, they got Fred Jackson, they just drafted CJ Spiller. They're gonna run some full house formation and they're gonna no. They ain't gonna fucking redo the whole playbook because you're a stupid fucking idea. Trust me. They've already thought about it. And, um, you know, we're going to dive into this toward the back end of the podcast, but I guess I might as well tease it. I got a couple theories on what happens to LaShawn McCoy. I got three, and I'll dive into them. Cut, stays with the team, traded. Who knows? I haven't lost hope in the man, but we'll dive into that. So number one deal for me is... um, The Bills had a uh, 
coach in Aaron Cromer, offensive line coach. He's now with the LA Rams. Todd Gurley's popped off the last two years, right? Jared Goff has popped off the last two years. Well, cause and effect. Yeah, I'm a little uh, little guy over here. I play little men's hockey. I talk a bunch of shit. But last I checked, football's about strategy and coaching. What players do you have? You need to coach them up. But we forget about life is the NFL and the Bills and each team. Why would they throw their employees like the coaches under the bus? Fuck that. No, it comes down to the players not buying in, not doing whatever. And that's the truth. is truth all the way around. And I used to think that it, it was a lie to, hey, guys, look, um, you got to love football. I thought this was just like a bunch of horseshit. Like, you know, you got to really love football. But in hindsight, when you're getting, you know, it was easier for me when I was in my early 20s to just be like, oh, man, wish I was that athlete the fuck you know what i mean they got all this money 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 well sometimes you start to make good money you figure it out that maybe money ain't that much i got this awful clear here stupid shit i know but um yeah we don't need to see that either so what i'm getting at is uh i have a lot more empathy for these players when they get older and as fans, we're all taught, hey, just buy in or get the fuck out. Well, over time, I developed a lot of empathy. And um, I'm just a different person than when I started this podcast, frankly. And uh, I, the tagline used to be always, I think it was always positive, always faithful, always hopeful. And after watching coaches come in, I called Doug Marone a moron forever because he came in. And it took us three years to finally get C.J. Spiller to do some shit. And then he comes in and, and he doesn't do some shit with uh, Doug Moron. And I really felt because Mike Patton was here before under a 3-4. We saw these guys working a 3-4 before with Mario Williams and Jerry Hughes, you know, Darius and Kyle Williams. So I thought, okay, well, Rex's the system. They got a lot of sacks. They'll make a lot of shit happen. Well, I vouched for it. It didn't happen. And Rex undid the fucking Bills' wonderful defense. Well, then Sean McDermott comes in. And and it's like when Sean McDermott comes in, we're finally, we got a lot of talent on the roster. You could even argue that the year that the Bills did the stupid shit of trade for Sammy Watkins, which, side note, was a Russ Brandon move all day. Come to find out, Russ Brandon move all day. The Bills' offense had a great offensive line. It was coached up well last year, Rex, and uh, Anthony Lynn. I don't know why the Bills... I don't think Anthony Lynn wanted to be here in Buffalo. Um, Rob Ryan had a comment that uh, Deacon and I were watching a video in August, of, uh, from August, this time last year. But we caught it at the end of the season for some reason. And Rob Ryan was saying that the front office of the Bills was the worst front office he's seen in 18 years of football in the NFL or something like that. So I spent a lot of time backing up this team, backing up, you know, whatever. Just I'm just blind faith. Like, I know anybody. Like, let's be real. I, I, I don't have really any access I have a life. 
I'm not going to tweet all fucking day. You know, I'll keep up on everything, but prior to the contrary belief, I'm... Yeah, if you follow me on Twitter, I might throw some hot shit out there. Just get, get things going. Like, I was, um, you know, talking about Mitch Morris. So, let's just dive into it. My point is, is the offensive line was ticking awesome. Eric Wood, very underrated fucking player. I mean, that's kind of, that, that's a Bills Kent Hall 2.0. I don't know who the fuck else was. Really, I mean, when Eric Wood dropped out of the Bills and he had to leave, you know, due to injury, I feel bad for the dude. He he really seemed to love the game. You hear him talk. His podcast is wonderful. Check out Eric Wood's podcast. Um, and Incognito is doing. He's still awesome. He, he's going to be suspended, I believe, two games, maybe four, for uh, the Raiders for some shit for his conduct policy for his. He's not allowed to be emotional at his dad's funeral home. Yeah, he might have thrown somebody with a gun. <laughs> All right, so it's kind of bad. But um, I like Incognito, man. I, I relate to him. If you know me, I'm kind of fucking, you know, I, I lose my shit. My movie, my, my life has become like falling down. Where I'm like, you know, even as a kid and I'm watching this, I'm like, you know, I don't think this guy's that crazy. You know, he's like, I'm going home. I'm going home. He's on the fucking pier. It's being hope conspiracy. Fucking had that in a song, and it's pretty fucking cool, the ending of that movie. So, I feel like since Sean McDermott came in, there's been, like, this whole, like, hey, we do the right thing, and, you know, frankly, like, whatever. And I care about strategy. I care about coaching. I back Rox Ryan because I thought he had a cutting-edge thing going on. You know, we were ripping on Mario Williams for not diving into coverage, but I, I believe his point now in hindsight is like, yeah, I've been doing this a long time, and I fucking do this. And, and frankly, Mario Williams earned his contract. <laughs> like, that dude really earned his contract. All right, so meanwhile, the Bills ship away all this fucking talent. Incognito wants to get out of his contract. They get him, They let him go. He goes crazy. Eric Wood retires. Deion Dawkins, he's gone downhill, but... Every player since Juan Castillo came in, which is in line with Sean McDermott, every player went downhill on the offensive line. So to me, if you have a guy in Eric Wood and Richie Incognito having worse years, not even thinking about the playoffs, and you had two number one rushing offenses, yeah, they ran it by committee, but like you're so quick to get rid of a guy who doesn't turn the ball over and tie rod, and you want to do this like play defense, run the fucking ball type shit. Well, you already have it. And then this guy's trusted putting out the the coach and GM, putting out the worst quarterback in franchise history. And if you heard me here, when they drafted Josh Allen, I was fucking livid. Why was I fucking livid? Because you have a four- to five-year window with these guys. You got to move. You got to move in the fucking NFL. These players are fucking moving. There's no loyalty. Welcome to 2019. Get the fuck ahead of it or get the fuck out of my front office, frankly. All right? You have Josh Allen, a franchise quarterback. Great. How about you fucking start him? Nathan Peterman was a waste of time on the roster. I called it. A lot of people called it. What the fuck are you doing? Oh, he looks good in camp. Compared to what? It Compared to what? 
So David Culley, again, I called it a year ago, and it's being, I don't want to mention names on other podcasts, but it's being pumped out. I'm hearing radio clips of another guy's podcast on there uh, on Show from Bulldog, which is good, man. Good good to get run, but, you know, I haven't really heard Juan Castillo singled out that much or David Culley singled out that much. Um, it's I've been pretty much calling this out on this podcast if you've been listening for a year. Not to pay myself on the back, but like Richard Sherman, I'm going to talk some shit about me now. So, me, me, Sean Johnson, Palermo here. I'm um, telling you right now, I've been saying this shit. David Culley's a fucking bum, and he should have been coaching our fucking franchise quarterback. You want to tell me franchise quarterback, this league takes quarterback? Support the motherfucker. I don't care if you got a nice fucking roof. You got a foundation, you fuckface? Or is that roof just chilling in my backyard? No, I don't have a roof chilling in my backyard yet. Point being... The Bills fucking suck at offense, all right, under Sean McDermott. Absolutely fucking suck. The Bills have a ranked number two defense in 2019-18. Fucking great, or I should say 2018. Great. Cool. Blow me. Don't fucking care. Why? It doesn't fucking matter. You had to put up 17 points to beat the Bills. So what? They're a top 10 defense, though. I give it to them. Tremaine Edmonds, fucking monster. But still a questionable pick to me a little bit that you're drafting a middle linebacker with that many picks in 2019-18 football. Let's move forward. Who passing fucking Pat Mahomes should be fired at the Bills? For real. Trey White, you're fucking nice. But you ain't fucking Pat Mahomes. And we be I, I want I'm a competitor. I want to go back into the playoffs. I don't want to be, oh, we made the playoffs. That's the worst fucking way you can be. The Bills made the playoffs the worst fucking way you can make the playoffs. That was not how I wanted to make the playoffs. It was a stale, no fucking roster movement. Just like, it was awful. And then last year was the hardest year I went to the Bills. And it was a season where I thought about canceling my season tickets. And people can call me, oh, you're not a fucking fan. Why would you cancel? Well, the fact is, fuck faces, it's a lot of fucking money. Okay, and my dumbass only pays for two tickets to sit fucking by myself so my friends can ditch me, you know. So as always, I'm always kind of, kind of peeping around the complex, and it's like I love going to the game. I'm I'm gonna do where I like to make the art project. I want to take a nice picture of the day. What's the community like? What's going on? Well, my point is, is since McD came in, is uh, to to set up for what we're getting into is. Essentially, Mitch Morris is the linchpin to me of the Bills for 2019. And as I said earlier, other podcasts have called it out. Um, a lot of great podcasts. Cover One Buffalo looks like Cover One just joined the chat here. Thanks for coming on. Um, great team over there. Kevin Masseri and his boy Rob got a podcast coming out again. Um, great dude. We'll have Kevin on soon. Also, um, Aaron Quinn. You know... Shout out to Aaron Quinn. On Twitter, him and I might not get it, but then I started listening to him on the podcast. I was too stupid. I thought Cover One was behind the paywall because I'm dumb. Cover One Buffalo, subscribe to it. Best Bills podcast. Very informative. Fucking love it. Um, So Aaron Quinn's on it. Nate Geary's on it. Really good shit. Nate, friend of the show. Love it. Um, But I see a lot more eye to eye here in Aaron Quinn talk than on Twitter. On Twitter, I'll be honest, my internet game fucking... It's not, it sucks, it's just short. I'm driving, I'm fucking hands full all the time, and looking forward to a show, taking information, listening to everybody's opinion, trying to read people's opinion, read facts, take in facts. 
because these guys, as we know, are paid to drive a narrative on the radio, and I am a radio fan, it's clearly. Um, but my point is, is you heard it here first. I've been calling David Colley out. I've been calling, um, you know, Juan Castillo out. You have a franchise quarterback. That's your most important position. Support him. Nate Peterman shouldn't be on the team. Get him the fuck out. Get him the fuck out. So that was that. That was last year. Okay. Um, the offensive line was just an abomination. Deion Dawkins went downhill. No Richie Incognito next to him, you know. But Juan Castillo should have been out. They should have had another pick maybe or something towards the center position. Defense. Defense is weird, man. Lesnar Frazier has always been a defensive line rotation guy. I mean, the Saints are all fucking pissed on a side note about, like, this whole, like, Rams pass interference. I don't remember the Vikings going to sue the Saints over those blown fucking calls when the Saints were pretty much padded their way because of Katrina to win the Super Bowl, and it's not bullshit. Okay, Roger Goodell said, once you start looking at the NFL and, and the printing money, wait, it's a lot different of a fucking life, okay? And, um, yeah, I don't see them crying about it. I really don't see the Vikings taking Goodell to court. That's some fucking dumb shit. Okay. My point is this. I don't know how the hell I got on this. Mitch Morris is a limp linchpin, I think, to the Bills. Very disappointed that they didn't bring in help. Um, year one, I, I, I like to see my favorite draft picks, I believe it or not, in rounds two and three. Because they're getting blue chips. And then even later, obviously, you get your steals, but Man, Cordy Glenn, second round pick. Started the left side. Fucking killed it. Awesome. You know? Shipped out of town. Just shipped out of town. Yeah, he had some injuries, whatever. Some cap space. Shipped out of town. Um, but Deion Dawkins showed a lot of promise when he's playing next to Richie Incognito in a scheme with Cromer, Aaron Cromer, new uh Jordan Mills, who played well. But again, don't forget Aaron Cromer. Aaron Cromer. If we talk about football, X's and O's, it starts with the offensive line. It starts with the offensive line. And like I said earlier, Eric Turner, very, or Eric Turner, Eric Wood, very underrated, um, I think, to the average Bills fan, which is like, that dude was making so many calls at the line, making so many adjustments, and damn, he would have been beautiful to have fucking Josh Allen with. And I know that's what they're looking for. We got Eric Wood, you know, and, and they had some plans. But again, right before the draft, shit happens. You know, Eric Wood has to retire, Incognito melts down. And we have Juan Castillo again, who ran Pro Bowl talent into the ground. That's, again, this is strategy here. This is coaching. I'm a competitor. My back's against the wall at work. I'm swinging a fucking hammer, running whatever I got to do to fucking grind and make it happen. So, you know, we're always bred in, in, in sports, ESPN world here. Hey, you got to grind. You got to go get it. Well, I'm fucking grinding. I'm going to get it. So, like, why the fuck ain't we grinding towards, like, smart coaching philosophies? Point is, McDee did the thing I want him to do, man. Him and Bean, they did everything I want them to do this offseason. For real. <laughs> Bring in a fucking center, number one. Bring in a fucking center. I said, Matt Paradise. And I said, Bring in a center. Mitch Morris, okay, we'll take him. Concussion history, whatever. <sighs> fucking get him. Make him the highest paid. Show everybody we want to pay. And that's what I liked on a side note about Doug Whaley. Is in hindsight, yeah, the guy was not easy to get along with. That's something I've learned. I have to fucking get over it. And you know what? He brought in talent, but it might not have matched the scheme necessarily. Oh, you got to get the best talent out there. What the fuck is up with Shaq Lawson and Rex Ryan's scheme? 
you know, it's just kind of whatever, you know. But that's another guy to watch out for. So it's like Mitch Morse, linchpin of the Bills to me for the 2019 and when the Bills make the playoffs, 2020. So here's where I'm at. I cannot get legitimately pissed off that the Bills signed Mitch Morris. But what I can say is I feel like there's a few different ways to look at it. Number one, the guy didn't miss any time. And uh, he was concussion-free 2016 and 2017. I'm going to go over his little history. I wrote it down for you, okay? So he had one full 16-game season. And Grant, I'm a big, I'm a Mitch Morris fucking stoke. We got to get this shit together. So as a Mitch Morris, surround people around him. The Bills have brought in a plethora of talent. Spencer Long was one of the first signings. He played center at the Jets. Didn't do too well. But in his defense, he had a broken finger or something on his hand. He had to wear something. Um, yeah, I know. Not good enough. Bodine somehow still made the roster, but if you go with, they're still on the roster, but if you go with, uh, you got to reset the talent you have that I was just talking about with the new coaching scheme, give him another chance, you know? Okay, he's here already. Cool. He knows how to communicate. They like him, whatever. So you got Feliciano in playing in center right now. Spencer Long is hurt. So, and Bodine. Here's what I'm looking for is Josh Allen's hand underneath Mitch's ass ASAP. I want him to know every wrinkle of his fucking sack. I want him to know. I want him to be given like little codes. Yo, 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 yo. Yeah, just feel it right underneath the thigh. And if you're checking in on Instagram live, which you fucking should be, you'll see me move my hand around, dangling towards each side of the sack. And I personally believe that with LaShawn McCoy, with Frank Gore, with TJ Yeldon, with the Singletary kid, which we'll get into later on in the podcast, there's a lot of options, right? But I don't think McCoy's on the team. His cap hit is, I have it pulled up over here. It's only like two point something million to cut him, I should say, dead cap. And by all accounts, Singletary is just absolutely tearing it up. Um, yeah, McCoy to cut McCoy is 2625000 dead cap. McCoy on a side note, God, I'm so bad at having a format. Um, he has a personal day from practice, so yesterday. And, um, I mean, it is what it is, right? So... I kind of uh, don't, you know, they say it's a pre-planned thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he's it's just a personal day. We already planned on it, yada, yada, yada. But honestly, um, I, I don't think, I don't think his style is something that the coaches are all about for the Bills. I don't think that... Uh, that the Bills are really into LaShawn McCoy's thing, deal. And 
frankly, I don't think he's dead. I think he has a lot of wear on his tires. I thought at the beginning of last year he still had bursts, but again, you go through a call log of a game. There's not that many plays. There's really not that many plays, and you have to look at the situation, not just be an idiot and look at the fragment and then run with it. I mean, I'm not looking for clicks. I got a day job. Um, so what I'm getting at here is Mitch Morris is the linchpin of this offensive line, and we're told, and, and it's true that continuity, continuity. Hey, we got a gel up front. We got a gel up front. Well, you know, as much as I want the signing of Mitch Morris to play devil's advocate, I don't like to go there. But this motherfucker is getting paid, okay? He's getting paid a lot of money, dude. His cap hit for this year is $10,937,500. Next year, his cap hit is $11,625,000. His dead cap, if you cut him this year, you're not. It's $20,400,000. If you cut him next year, he's a $10 million dead cap. The following year, he would be five million five. The year after that, two million seven five. Dead cap. Okay. On the cap, 2020, 11, 625. 2021, 10,375,000. 2022, he'll be 30. 11,250,000. He'll be 30. Look it. I believe in players coming back for injuries. I believe in safety first. And, and yeah, it's corny. But uh, I wrote a lot of BMX. I play men's hockey. And I don't know. I'm not saying it's CTE, but I fucking whack my head a lot. And if I could look into the CTE shit, I frankly would. And it scares the shit out of me. I honestly have mood swings. I fucking flip out. I fucking lose my shit. But I also have a lot going on. And I'm not, and I'm learning how to get or, more organized every year. Little wrinkles. So, you know, I have a lot of empathy for these players. I'm glad Mitch Morris got paid, but. The Bills can't be telling us that, oh, Doug Whaley put us under bad contracts. No, Jim Overdorf, the guy who writes all the contracts, who's been there since the 90s Bills, is still there. That wasn't Doug Whaley. And, in fact, Jim Overdorf needs more credit. He's a fucking genius. And before, like, Doug Whaley, when did the Bills ever have to worry about salary cap hell? Please, I wish for fucking salary cap hell. I wish to be on ESPN. I wish to have the Bills be even fucking mentioned. Thank you, Rex Ryan, for coming and just talking a bunch of shit and doing a bunch of stupid shit. Loved it. Thank you. I spray-painted a truck with Deacon over. I called Cold Front. Okay, because that's how good that fucking piece of shit defense was supposed to be that year. Right? Anyways. Mitch Morris, man. This is where it all starts, dude. Make the calls at the line of scrimmage. Get the concussion. Josh Allen's hand needs to be firmly under his ass, knowing his nuts left, right, center. Touching the thighs, took it a little bit. Whatever you got to do to make calls, okay? That's what I want to see. I want to see that happen. But with concussions, we're in a tricky fucking spot here, okay? So his first concussion, believe it or not, came against the Bills 2015, and he missed one game. The season finale, he missed the playoffs. He got another concussion in the season finale of 2015. So he had two in 2015, and he missed the playoffs. So... Concussion-free in 2016, 2017. 2018, he missed five games with concussion. Again, it's a head injury. I'm not, you know what I mean? So, 
right now he's in phase three of five for concussion protocol. That might have moved out. That was news from yesterday. So it's not about I'm getting shredded on Twitter because I quoted a guy and said spot on and his name is White Collar or something. Sorry I don't remember your, your full name, sir. Um but he was trying to say that like this tough guy attitude, I thought he was saying like, you know, this tough guy attitude from McDermott's gonna be the the, the detriment. And I think what he's saying is like they're kind of playing dumb. Like, oh, he had a veteran's day off. The guy's twenty fucking seven. He's in his first contract. Veteran's day off four years in. Veteran's day off. Uh, okay. Sure. You know what I mean? And these sports writers know something. When you listen to press conferences, don't look at them like assholes. Look at them like we were tipped off to something. We need to exploit it. And, again, it's been a, a big learning curve for me. But something's up. And the Bills invested all this money into this guy. And all I've been hearing for two years is how much money the Bills are wasting on fucking players and overpaying them and all this shit. And, meanwhile, this center position has no fucking depth that they've drafted for two years. Actually, three drafts now. No center depth drafted. Inki, Eric Wood has been gone for fucking Three seasons now. Where is the center depth? Where is it? We got a bunch of defensive players, but I'm sorry. Too many times defensive coordinators come in year fucking one and have a good defense. Good defense is so fucking old to me. I'm so fucking over it. You know, and I was with it. I was with this run the ball shit. And then I realized, like, the 90s fucking Bills were the most cutting-edge offense in the middle of fucking winter, too. Get the fuck out of here. You know what they did? They threw the ball a lot. They played uh, an offense that was still cut through today. Okay? The Bills were an innovative offense's fucking specialty. I mean, cutting fucking edge. Like, hey, no huddling. Let's go. And all the Bills are fucking What? Like, oh, we're just going to run the ball. No, 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 no. When you hear Buffalo Bills football, there's only one fucking Buffalo Bills football I want to hear about, and it's a 90s Bills, okay? We don't hear about OJ anymore. He's forgotten about. No joke. I was trying. The pause is there. You waited for it, and I... It's fucking OJ. Anyways, I don't know if he did it. It might have been his son. So, he's in phase three of five for a concussion protocol. Mitch Morris is taking part in cardiovascular drills. And, um, you know, he's had three concussions. He had core muscle surgery and uh, lingering foot pain. As that's what he missed games for in Kansas City. And, um, you know... In 2017, he missed uh, weeks three to seven. Or so, I don't know, man. Just this concussion thing is so touchy. Because if you want to win a football game, what are you doing? <laughs> you're dinking a guy's head. Like, you're just going right up the middle. Unless I check the fucking whole AFC East, my, you know what I mean? Minus the Patriots drafted all defensive fucking tackles. You know, I mean, let's be real. That dude from fucking Clemson that is on uh, the Dolphins, totally forgot his name. I wanted that guy. As a Bills fan, I genuinely wanted that guy. I, I thought his measurables were a little bit bigger than Ed Oliver. 
Um, I'm sold on Ad Oliver. He's a smaller guy, but I mean, they paid Salatuli all this money to keep everybody clean, which should work. You know, I'm sold on Tremaine Edmonds, even though I ripped down the middle linebacker spot as in like a, it's 2019, 18, 17, 16. This is football now. Middle linebackers, you end up field for three downs. I like his measurables. He's fast. He's fucking everywhere. He's beasting at camp. They say he's tearing it up. Young kid, 20 years old. Best game was his last game of the season last year. Fucking loved seeing Tremaine Evans come around. I'm stoked on Evans. Really am. He's a guy, defensive jersey-wise, I'd pick him up, even early. I think he's got a really bright future. Again, I'm talking objectively, coaching philosophy, how to win games here, okay? Offense, offense, offense. Invest in your quarterback. And there's many things to invest in your quarterback. Starts with the offensive line. Starts with guys that take the defense away to open up the middle of the field. The rest of your players, tight ends, yada, 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 yada. Tyler Croft, often injured, has the same fucking injury for why they shipped Sammy Watkins. The foot injury. Brought in. Fucking hurt. This Mitch Morris thing is a big thing. I don't know when you come back. When you miss five games for a concussion, my whole beef with it that's been on Twitter that nobody is fucking listening to. Guys, let's put on your street lens here, okay? Let's look at the NFL like the principal. You have to be a scumbag and hide this shit. It's a fucking fact. Let's not pretend, oh, everything's all hunky. No, it's a fucking dirty business. The NFL treats their players like absolute dog shit. Make no fucking mistake. Get in line or get the fuck out. We don't give a fuck about you. Look around the league. Pay attention. Don't listen to these hosts like Skip Bayless just talking mad shit about fucking people. Granted, players got to be held accountable too. You got a job to do, you fucking idiots. You know, the same with me. I got to go be editing right now, but no, I'm busy talking to you people. Point being, Mitch Morrison, where this all starts, okay? So we got some time. Um, the, what's the flip side of Mitch Morris missing time? I guess we get to see the bottom of the roster there develop. Well, not much. I want to see fucking developed. Really. I'll be honest. So, I like young talent. I feel like you can get a lot of value on the offensive line in rounds two and three. You know what I mean? John Miller came in under Aaron Cromer. He played fine for two years next to Eric Wood. And Mitch Morris will just make all these Mitch Morris will just make all these fucking players around him better. And that's what I'm really looking forward to. And it's a bummer because you know, I've been awfully critical on McDermott and Bean. I don't like this fucking cheesy Buffalo pandering. I think it's fucking horseshit. Buffalo guy, get the fuck out of here. Hate that shit. Fucking hate it more than anything. And pandering is just cheesy shit, dude. It's the cheesiest shit ever. And sports is corny. I'll have a beer with these guys. I don't really drink much, but I'll have a beer, you know. And Mitch Morris is is the definition of, like, the number one five-star thing I wanted. Sign the best center you could fucking find. They did it. But this dude's getting, like, a lot of fucking money. I mean, he's guaranteed at signing $20 million, total guaranteed $26 million. Four years, 44 five. For a guy who has concussions, 
There's a reason he was let go, clearly, right? I'm Mitch, if you're watching this, which you're not, you have a life. If you're listening, I'm, I'm sorry. It's not you. It's just being objective here. I've had a problem with Brandon Bean and his spending and equity for a while because, again, the Bills finally had a roster with fucking talent. Granted, behind the scenes, Doug Whaley's a mess. All this shit that I'm like, oh, it's not happening. No, it's happening. And, you know, it's my biggest learning experience is buy the hot smoke. There's something going on. There's something there. Uh, probably odds are. Okay? Point is. Don't tell me that we have all these bad contracts and players got to want to be here and you just got the roster of talent and we're in year three of Sean McDermott and the roster still has major fucking holes. Everybody's so fast to get rid of Charles Clay. Oh, man, he's so awful. Man, I've been hammering the table for Charles Clay because I feel like he's impatient, kept his mouth shut and cut and shut the fuck up. And I could be making excuses. The dude's looking a little rusty when he's out there because he's not used to a ball being thrown his way. Can you fucking blame him? I mean, really. Who else we got? We got Pat DeMarco. What the fuck has that guy done? That guy's under. That guy's out. One of the highest paid fullbacks, so I'm not mistaken. And he does nothing. But no, they're splitting him out wide at the tight end spot. No, they're fucking low on players, dude. They're fucking low on players. The Bills don't. John Brown. Fucking killing it at camp. Love it. Cole Beasley developing some chemistry. Okay, Ray Ray McLeod. Receiver number five coming out of nowhere. Came into offseason, worked his ass off. That's a whole nother podcast, which I'm going to tease now. Should write this down. Ray Ray McLeod. We're going to call this developing players year one to year two. Because I had this theory. Can you take a, a draft pick, say, around six, seven? little raw and make him worthwhile where like you could develop him to be like a second round equivalent to a second round talent first round talent for your team for your scheme specific and it's like you know these guys are drafting these players that we're not really sure about you know quarterback wise small schools but people have a system in mind they have things they want to do um and I just kind of always wondered if we could take a flyer on a guy like McLeod, right? Can he develop? I don't know. Really don't know. It depends all on the player. In hindsight, it depends on the player. I can, I'm here to audit the coaches in the front office and the bills and, and take. I'm like, uh, I try to look at this podcast lately is in like the the accountability coach for the players. You're welcome, guys. I know you asked. But I'm here to release some pressure from the media and bullshit and fans and coaches. Even though I got my own bullshit to throw out at you, too. Okay, there's going to be some criticism. But let's be real. There's a lot of dumb decisions afloat. These guys are new at their job. First time GM, first time head coach. Okay? I don't want McDermott going anywhere. I like that he's open to change. I like that he... he is bringing in guys. I'm stoked on Bobby Johnson, the, the Bills' offensive line coach there. They brought in Lee Smith. That had to have been a Bobby Johnson thing because he played with him with Chan Gailey. Lee fucking Smith. Of all the fucking Bills that used to be Bills, 
Lee fucking Smith is back on the Bills. I mean, Lee holding fucking Smith. Okay, so do I have to tell you how important Mitch Morris is? You get football. Okay. So Mitch Morris is very important. This is where all the plays start. All right. We want a center who knows what the fuck he's doing. He knows how to read defenses. He knows under, he understands techniques. He understands how to watch film. He understands how to work with people. And, I mean, he did it in front of Pat Mahomes. Very good center. I am very excited for him. Um. But as I'm saying is you got to be kind of scumbaggy if you're the NFL. You got to hide these concussions. These are well documented. And Mitch Morris's concussions are well documented. And the fans have to look at it like that. Oh, he's going to be fine. No, you fucking idiots. No, it's not about, oh, well, he's going to be fine. It's, it's, hey, there's a microscope on this motherfucker, and he's paid $10 million a year. And you can't cut him this year or next year. And for watching, you saw my eyes get big. You can't cut him. You can't do anything with him. What if he just retires or can't play football because of his fucking concussions? Two other teams in the division picked up monster interior defensive linemen. This is not good at all for the Bills. In fact... This could sink their fucking season if the center position does not get squared away. And that's a fact. No center position that's solid. John Brown, Brown don't get fucking open. And make no mistake, at least from what I heard up until uh, I didn't hear yesterday's, today's. John Brown's not going up against Trey White. Don't forget that. Just like years ago when Kevin Cobb and EJ Manuel and John Murphy goes, you know, if you keep it score, they're kind of even. Yeah, okay. Well, Rex Ryan was throwing, or uh, Doug Merle was throwing everything, including the kitchen sink defensively at Kevin Cobb, not at EJ Manuel. And the truth is, is after Kevin Cobb fucking slipped and hit his head, I've told you this a million times, Jeff Tool had the best arm at camp. No fucking lie. He had so much touch. He had so much touch. RIP Jeff Tool. So. Everything starts here. The run game. LaShawn McCoy, I don't know if he packed it in last year, but Chris Ivory still got yards. I thought he was in self-preservation mode, okay? He was 29 two years ago. It's been two years of bad fucking offense. I'm going to put my eggs in the basket of, I don't think a Hall of Fame running back forgot how to play fucking football. Okay? That's what I'm saying. The Bills' offensive line was a fucking mess when Eric Wood and Incognito made the Pro Bowl the year prior under that coach, Juan Castillo, okay? I mentioned it before, Bobby Johnson is here, and I said it before, and I'll mention it one last time. You heard it here first, tearing up David Culley and, you know, Juan Castillo. Get the fuck out of Dodge. You're developing a quarterback. Get out of Dodge. Your, your, your product that Nate Peterman Culley developed Fucking horrible. Get him out. Get him out. And they did that. McDermott did it. Now here's the next thing. LaShawn McCoy. When the Bills had Marshawn Lynch, they drafted CJ Spiller. The whole narrative was Marshawn Lynch has got to want to be here. There's this whole twenty dollars thing and an Applebee's restaurant, I believe. Some other bullshit. 
the way I look at players is you got to look at like how the teammates look at them. When the Bills shipped off Darius, I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? And I understand it's a statement, but the talent wasn't replenished. The Bills never really had a problem getting sacks and stuff when that guy was there. You know, he needs to be coached up. Rex Ryan fucked up a lot of shit, I know. Marshawn Lynch, C.J. Spiller, Fred Jackson. I said it earlier in the podcast that he's the... These coaches are not making up new schemes because you like these fucking players. You need to look at the salary caps, and LaShawn McCoy, dead cap, is 2700000 If you don't think that the Bills will just cut that motherfucker out of nowhere, I don't know what fucking crack you aren't smoking because, like, that's fucking crazy. Um, that's very cuttable money. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, Charles Clay... Got caught, I believe he had like an $8 million cap hit. So if this dude has a $2 million cap hit, I should double check that. Um, You know, you got to really wonder. Why the fuck would LaShawn McCoy be here? So what are they going to do? I'll tell you what they're going to do. They're going to play him in preseason game one. They're going to play him a little bit in preseason game two. I don't know how many plays. But... You bring in LaShawn McCoy, or I mean uh, Devin Singletary, third-round pick. He is tearing it up. Um, Artist Neuchberger in the the comments, why did we pick up Gore? I'll tell you why we picked up Gore. Not to be LaShawn McCoy's friend. If LaShawn McCoy works out, it's a bonus, okay? But it's his last... It's his last shot. It's his last shot. That said, TJ Yeldon, I'm not hearing much about him. I was looking forward to TJ Yeldon. Very versatile back, catches the ball, does some cool shit. But all the words are a Singletary Bills third round pick is just going going crazy. He's going crazy. And he said in college I wasn't asked to catch the ball. I can catch the ball by catching the ball my whole life. Who I've been catching balls too. So LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore brought in, pass protection, smart football player. It's business. Rob, you think these guys give a fuck about the players? They don't. I covered this earlier. You saw it. They don't care. And, yeah, Gore is older than McCoy by, uh, I believe, I think he's like 35. And um, so on this Charles Clay thing, because I want to make the point, if they're willing to pay Mitch Morris $10 million and the guy's been socked in the fucking head a lot and they're willing to pay him $10 million for, like, the next four years apiece, um... Why wouldn't they just cut McCoy for $2 million? They wasted money on Trent Murphy. Trent Murphy was so fucking injured, and they paid that dude um, last year. His dead cap to cut him would have been seven nine seven five. This year he's making $8 million seven. Next year he's making eight nine. I actually thought when he was healthy, he was fine. And... Again, you got to let these players heal up, recover, give them a reset. But I like Trent Murphy because he got suspended for PEDs. Those are my kind of people. Work fucking hard. Work fucking hard. So what I'm getting at is don't let the Bills fool you. They are ridiculous with their money. Ridiculous with their money. I think we have worse contracts now than fucking ever as far as production. Starlo Tule, oh, he's not a stat sheet guy. Okay, cool. 
Well, I'd rather have a guy that gets into the backfield and have my guy Darius that I was marketed for years to love, and and I'm still attached to like I want to have a fucking guy stay here forever. But no, the NFL now is you have a four year window. So guess what? All these guys are getting older while you're busy dicking around with the fucking offensive line, all this other shit offensively. You're wasting a year of Juan Castillo. Well, it's fucking go time. It's really fucking go time. I'm over it. I'm not calling this offensive line shit out since the fucking draft that they drafted Josh Allen. I said they the Bills are not set up for Josh Allen. Been hammering the table on that. People can lift the take. They can run with it all they fucking want. It's the truth. All right? And fact is, is this is football. There's points to be scored. There's Vegas involved. All the rules cater towards offense. Don't give me this traditional, oh, you don't know how football works. Fuck you. I know how fucking gamesmanship works. I know how chess works. It's a game of chess. All right? And and if LaShawn McCoy can still run the rock, which I believe he can, I think think he just went into self-preservation mode. Dude, he was perfectly fine his last year on the rocks. Perfectly fucking fine. You don't just fall off. You have to add up, okay, well, what happened? Okay, offensive line. Well, why is the offensive line coach? Or what happened to the offensive line? Oh, the coach. Okay. What are they asked to do? We saw these guys doing something different that worked. And after year one with Juan Castillo, you hear Incognito talking towards the end of that season going, yeah, uh, we got together after four to five games and decided, you know what, we're going to get together and we're going to go into the coaches. We're going to tell them we've done this before. And, you know, he set us a lot of pressure, Richie, because you have to go prove it now to the coaches. I don't like coaches that don't watch the tape. Bring in coaches that marry the talent, okay? We can have this Juan Castillo guy. Oh, Andy Reid, Andy Reid. The Bills have nothing like a fucking Andy Reid offense. None. Nothing. Not one thing like Andy Reid. Not one fucking thing, okay? And the Bills' offensive players that have been brought in have done what? Jordan Matthews? The fuck did he do? Got hurt, you know? Traded Darby, the best cornerback still on Philadelphia's team. And we got a third-round pick that got wrapped up to give away for a middle linebacker. So it's like the roster still has holes in it. The tight end spot, not a fucking threat. Tyler Croft is not a fucking defensive threat. In fact, I hope the Bills run more three wide receiver sets than anything. That was my favorite Bills football personally. Um, I love having a maniac in a slot run everywhere and you do a bunch of different things, but you ain't splitting fucking Lee Smith out there. That's what tells me they're going to go a lot of two tight end sets this year. They wanted to. Okay. Kroom, all these fan favorites ain't doing shit hurt. Not doing anything. All the, a lot of disappointing things on the offense side of the ball, but you got Frank Gore. Frank Gore will be on this team before LaShawn McCoy. Make no mistake. Frank Gore is not getting cut. Frank Gore is a solid football player. He played against an abomination of an offensive line. So bad that the O-line coach got fired for publicly fucking blowing coke. He got caught blowing rails in front of people on camera. What a fucking idiot, dude. Like, take all these guys off a pedestal. We're all people here. We're all dummies. I'm a dummy, okay? I don't fuck a coach. Never tried it. If you did, good for you. Not judging. Have a good time, but, I mean... There's a certain aspect where you have to be a professional. And um, 
Frank Gore still ran for I think his best average yards like in a long fucking time. So I'm not really worried about it. The Bills need good pass protection. They need to be able to complete fucking passes downfield. If they can't, then what? I mean, everybody's ignoring Josh Allen's interception to touchdown ratio. It's fucking horrible. Oh, well, you're one. I'm really excited for him. Of course we're excited. He's a shiny new toy. I'm excited for Josh Allen, too. I wish Josh Allen the best. My point is, overall, is the Bills got to do the smart shit. And right now, it's not looking good with the O-line being not together. But on the flip side, we can't touch the quarterback in camp. And we're seeing the wide receivers come to fruition, which is something that, hey, don't sleep on them. But every year, a little warning, a little caution tape, every year you get psyched on wide receivers. But you got to start looking. How many are they keeping? Five or six. How many tight ends are they keeping? How many running backs are they keeping? Are they going to keep Yeldon, Gore, McCoy, and Singletary? No. If Singletary fucking pops during the preseason, buy McCoy. That's what's going to happen. I think a lot of fans are about it. I think a lot of people are over his fucking, like, kind of thuggish attitude, like, I don't know. He gets into a lot of shit. You just had to pay an off-duty cop 55 grand. You put your ear to the ground. You find out he's got to do a lot of other shit. I ain't judging him because I'm a fucking loud about myself. I get myself into some shit. So there's two sides of the story. Just saying what some other fans and stuff might think. But I think your three options are this. Number one, here's how McCoy gets shopped. They start playing him in the preseason. Does he still have it? Oh, yeah, he still does. But what are they going to give up for him? He's, again, quote-unquote, 31. I don't think you're trading him for McCoy. I mean, he's so cheap, you might. A guy goes down later in camp. Why not? We can justify all the time. Hey, bring him in. They need that piece. You know, think teams like Green Bay. Think teams like the Chargers, especially with Anthony Lynn over there. That would actually be kind of cool. You know, think, think about that. So... Um, as a sports fan, I've always wanted my sports guys. My favorite baseball player was Cal Ripken Jr. I loved his longevity. I loved his dedication to the game. He's a grinder. Um, and I always wanted to have these guys just really tear it up. So for me. I hope LaShawn McCoy can play this year and play well. I want to see him do good. I got his jersey too. He's he's a fun player. One of my favorite players of all time. And the running probably my favorite running back really in the last ten years, honestly, has been McCoy. I fucking love McCoy. Next up, you keep him, as I said, okay. Fucking balls out. Have Singletary develop under Gore, bring Gore in for pass pro. And uh TJ Yeldon, and most importantly, I guess you could cut him. Like we were talking earlier, you know, covered cutting him a lot. So Again, thank you for tuning in to Instagram Live. I'm your host, David Palermo. This has been Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 226. What's up with Mitch Morris? What's up with LaShawn McCoy? What do we do here? Again, follow along on Twitter. Check out the artwork from Nutriburger. Hit him up. He's in the comments. Get some artwork made. You know you got creative businesses and projects to do. He's designed all of our new stuff for 2019. So fucking stoked. Minus the Metallica logo. That's all Deacon. Um... So that said, subscribe on iTunes. Tell your friends. If you're a fan of the show, please just tell your friend. Throw it on. Go on their phone. Subscribe on iTunes. Many giveaways, new merch coming. Got a bunch of shit coming. And uh, really excited for the Bills season, man. Mitch Morris, dude. Not trying to shut you, bro. Tried to 
I wish you the best. Stoked on the signing. I'm stoked on the Bills this year. Just a little bit of a little oh fuck moment. Would like to get some good center depth. I hope Spencer Long develops back there and it can can do his thing. Feliciano, please hold it down. Center spot too. Again, Numb Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 226, brought to you by Punch Trunk Sports. And uh, take care. Oh, yeah, Numb Bills Fan everywhere. Everywhere.